in, in Indonesia in the week. He had the privilege of standing and watching eight drug smugglers pay the price of their sin. But they went to their death, and you may have missed this, singing Amazing Grace. Because in the eight years that they had been incarcerated for justice because of what they'd done, they came to faith. And they died singing Amazing Grace as the rifles cracked they went into the presence of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we live between life and death. Every one of us. And we do not need to hear another sermon. All of us have heard far too many. But we do need to hear you speaking to us And you do choose to speak through very weak and very fallible channels like all of us. We thank you for Graham. We love him. We respect him and we simply pray, Lord, that as we listen to the words he speaks, they may be suffused with grace and with mercy and with all that you long for every one of us to hear. Open our ears, Lord, and open our minds to know just exactly how your word to us today applies to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I better put this one on. All right. I forgot to put my face on. Sorry. That's better. Sorry about that. This is part eaten. And it smells of fish. (laughs) Right then. You're going to have to tidy that up away. I was watching you doing all the tidying up. Thank you, Donna. So we can enjoy the flowers. Okay. They were quite right too. Thank you. Good. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Ah, oh, dear. It's so easy to get distracted around here. Have you noticed that? Right. So, um, Jonah. Um, and, and what an interesting story Jonah is. So, um, Jonah gets told... I really like Jonah, you know, because he, he's, he's so like us, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, who else in the Bible just goes, Oh, well, just kill me then. I mean, it's just great. I, I really like the fact that he's so like us, so dramatic and such a diva. It's, I, it's brilliant, isn't it, really? Um, and the thing about Jonah is, it, and I want to know, because you could, you could, I'm sure you've probably, those of you who come to church regularly will have heard all sorts of stuff talked about with Jonah. But what I want to talk about Jonah today is this. Jonah knew all of it, but he just didn't get it. You know, and we can be like that. We, we know it, 
but we just don't get it. And, and that was the thing with Jonah. Jonah knew, but he just didn't get it. I, I, when, I, when I was younger, I, I used to meet lots of kids who were at, at primary school because my kids were at primary school. And maybe your kids are doing this, or you remember it, or your grandkids. They get to a certain stage at primary school where they start to hear jokes and have learned that it's sort of socially propitious to keep repeating them. And so you'll, you'll you know, you know why, why did the octopus blush? Because it saw the Queen Elizabeth's bottom, and you know what I mean, and you know what I mean, because the seaweed and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know what I mean? But that there's that sort of magical stage in the middle where they know it's a joke, but they just don't get it. So they just return them to you, machine gun style, without really knowing why they're funny, just appreciating the fact they've learned a new social skill. Without, do, do you know what I mean? Have you? Yeah? Maybe you were that child. I don't know. If you were that child... Come to the front. Come, come, come to Jesus now. It can be over. We can heal you from this. So, anyway, but you know, it's it's that whole thing about you know it, but you just don't get it. And that was Jonah. He's fantastic because he's just like us. It's in the head, but is it any use? Well, it's good for repetition, but is it any good for application? No. Why? Because you just don't get it. And that's Jonah. So I just wanted to talk today about just three things that God, sorry, that Jonah knew about God, but just didn't get. Does that make sense? He knew it, but he just didn't get it. Maybe I haven't said knew it and didn't get it often enough yet, so I, I, might, I might repeat it some more. This is just your public health warning here. We might say it a bit more than, than we've said it already. See, he knew it, but he just didn't get it. Oh, there it goes again. Sorry. Right, just look out for that one, will you? So the first thing, okay, is that Jonah didn't get compassion. He knew compassion but he didn't get it. And, and that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Not understanding it. So Jonah says, when he talks to God, just before he says, I want to be dead, kill me now, he says, I know, I know that you're compassionate. He knew it, but he didn't get it. Oh, there it went again. He didn't get it. You see, the thing for Jonah was, he was really pleased with the concept that God was compassionate. But what he really wanted was to have a certain editorial control over God's compassion. So that, therefore, those that Jonah approved would receive said compassion, and those of whom he did not approve would be withheld from God's compassion. And he just didn't get it, that God is going to be compassionate. That's his nature. Even on people that you don't like. I know it's unpleasant 
doesn't it make you want to die? Yes. But it's the deal. And do you know what? And this is the bit that Jonah didn't get. Right? Is actually, in the eyes of the people from Nineveh, that Jonah wanted to see dead, they thought he was unpleasant. And God had compassion on him too. Maybe the whole of Nineveh, 120,000 people, don't forget the cows, all went to God, see, you've been compassionate on Jonah, kill us now. And he said, I can't, I've just forgiven you. It, it's, it doesn't work like that. Have you thought? I know it's a horrendous thought. It, it shocks me when I think about it. That because the world is full of people that really irritate me. I, 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 have you? I, I mean, there are some annoying. Let's be honest. There are some annoying people out there, aren't there? You know what I mean? People who just do really stupid things. People who do bad things. People who just appall me because they're so tasteless. It's just. <laughs> Really, honestly, you, you know, honestly, you walk around, there, there's so many badly dressed people. It just, <laughs> really, you know, you stand in the street, you walk by, you just go, kill me now, really, honestly. It's, it's there. And, and here's the thing. How often does it occur to me you know, as I stand in the street, there are people walking past going, what is he wearing? <laughs> no, no, no. Or, you know, he's so annoying. You know? But God has compassion on me because God has compassion. And that is his nature. And the thing is, and this is what was so irritating for Jonah was he just didn't get that. He knew it, but he just didn't get it. Why on earth would God have compassion on such appalling people? I mean, me, obviously, but them? How dare he? How shocking. What about you? What about me? Are we, are we limiting our compassion? Do we have people that, frankly, if bad things happen to them, there'd be a certain sense of justice? No, okay, I surely not. And, and there is that thing. And one of the things, and it, is, it, it really matters, it, it, there, it's a really significant omission in the Bible, and it's deliberately not there is that there is no deserving and undeserving of compassion divide in the Bible. There is no divide that says these deserve and these don't. There is a genuine category, and it goes like this, don't deserve. Nobody deserves. None of us deserve. But God is compassionate. God is compassionate. And it's fantastic. How fantastic it was that God was compassionate on Jonah. He was in a fish. He really needed compassion. He, it was not a good place to be. 
How did he breathe? Whatever did he wear? Way down in the middle. No, that's way back from my childhood. Do you remember that song? Listen to my tale of Jonah and the whale way down in the middle of the ocean. Who's, who remembers that? Okay, con- congratulations. So, what is it? Three years to pension age? Something like that? Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. Right, we'll have to sing that song to you at some point. It, because it's just, honestly, it's twee. <laughs> but fantastic. It's just in my head now. That's terrible. I have, I have a, a, a sound worm in my head. I'll be singing it all day. But the, the, and it's just that whole point that he didn't get compassion. And do we get compassion? We like that God is compassionate to us. Is that enough? That we can be compassionate enough elsewhere. The other thing is this, though, is that Jonah didn't really get God's compassion for him. Because, you see, Jonah's version, I'm sure this won't be like anybody here, but Jonah's version of God showing compassion was that everything that that Jonah wanted happened. And Jonah's version of God not showing compassion was that when things that he didn't want to happen, happened. So when I'm getting my own way, God loves me. When I'm not getting my own way, God doesn't love me. I know this isn't like anybody here. Thank you, God. Why is this happening? Thank you, God. Why is this happening? Thank you, God. Why is this happening? You don't live like that, do you? Nah, me neither. We are all stable. There's no fickle people here. But that's the whole point. We don't, we don't get it either. I really like Jonah for that, because we don't get it. He doesn't get it. Go, Jonah. Not getting it. It's, it's that whole point that if God loves us, then He takes us on a journey where we learn. And God's compassion for Jonah was at the end of the Nineveh episode, he would be closer to God, not further away. But Jonah didn't get it. What is this life for? Is, it, is, is the point of our life essentially to maximize the good stuff and minimize the bad stuff. Is is that what we have to do? It's like an obstacle course with prizes, you know, where we steer around the stuff we don't like and try, like those computer games, you know, where you you have, you know, jewels and things that you you arrive at and get. I've, I've never quite got all of this, but apparently it's very exciting. And, and that's how we live our life, trying to accumulate good and avoid bad. Because, you see, if God is as compassionate as we think, He's not going to do that. Because we will end up spoiled children. We won't learn to trust God. We'll just learn to feel entitled. And every time something goes wrong, we'll just throw a temper tantrum and shout, kill me now, just like Jonah. But God is compassionate. He doesn't do that. I know this sounds counterintuitive, 
But he's compassionate in that he leads us through difficult times because he loves us and because we are being prepared not for this life, but for the next. And it is about preserving our relationship with God through Jesus that this life is for. And God, in His compassion, prepares us and keeps us dependent on Him and not on ourselves, which is not always an easy lesson to learn. And occasionally, in the middle of it, we just go, kill me now. You may as well. It's all awful. Why are you letting this happen to me? Is that just me that says that? No, probably not. And that's the whole point. Jonah didn't get God's compassion for him. Do you understand how much God loves you? Do you understand that he will walk through difficult parts of life because his agenda is for your good? You know, he's not an old man in a bad mood with a big stick. It's easy to think that, but he isn't. And that's what's fantastic. Anyway, number two, time's rolling. Jonah didn't get forgiveness. So he didn't get compassion, but he didn't get forgiveness. You see, Jonah prays and he says, please forgive me. And then he gets up on a hill and he goes, I knew, I knew you'd forgive them. Kill me now. It's like, forgive me, but don't forgive them. I know, I know, it's just like the compassion thing. You know, love me, don't love them. Forgive me, don't forgive them. Jesus said, as part of his explanation for the Lord's Prayer, that if you will not forgive the sins of others then God won't forgive you. That's a scary statement, isn't it? That's a scary statement. Jesus was a bit hard line, I have to say. Donovan's a lot softer. It's good. Um, and, so, and, and, it, and, and we need that. So, but there's the deal. Is forgiveness, like compassion, is for everybody. And we, if we like to get forgiveness, how can we not like everybody else getting forgiveness? Or are we back to that deserve thing? Other people don't deserve it. I, on the other hand, am very good. And did I point out, well-dressed. Other people are so bad. Anyway, so that's a really interesting thing. How forgiving are you? Do you have people that you don't forgive? Do you have people that you don't want to see forgiven? Some people are really inspiring. They, people do terrible things to them. And somewhere they find forgiveness. I'm always quite shocked at that and, and tremendously impressed. But it is amazing because I also know people... Not that many, but a few who can remember everybody who's ever wronged them, ever, from like this age, and have not forgotten one. And I mean, apart from it being an impressive feat of memory, 
It, it's like, well, what are you paying for this? In 1 Corinthians 13, that famous chapter on love, Paul says, love keeps no record of wrongs. And if God has compassion, love for us, when He forgives us, He keeps no record. How good is that? When we forgive, do we keep a record for future reference, just in case? Interesting. But the other thing for me is that Jonah didn't accept forgiveness. I just want to dwell on this one quite quickly, but it's really important. You see, follow me here. Jonah won't go to Nineveh. He gets into big trouble. He's in a fish. He thinks he's going to die. He says, please forgive me. God forgives him. And he comes out of the fish with exactly the same attitude as he went into the fish. Different odor. Same attitude. You see, being forgiven didn't change Jonah. Does that make sense? You would have expected that he would be changed, and he wasn't, because he didn't get it. And that's part of forgiveness. If God has forgiven you through Jesus, has it changed you? Are you different? We're told this, don't conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's in Romans 12. And it means this, if God has forgiven you, that should change you if you let it. Are you being transformed? Or is the same person, a bit like the fish, church, fish, fish, church, in today, meet God, go back out, unchanged? Slightly better informed, unchanged. Because that's not the deal. If we get it, it changes us. We should be not the same. And Jonah didn't get it. The Jonah that was rebelling and then forgiven was the same Jonah after the forgiveness. He didn't get it. Do you follow what I'm saying? You can't allow that. Here's the thing, though. Forgiveness does transform. If you don't know Jesus today and you want your life to be different, if it needs to be different, then the forgiveness from Jesus changes you. It makes you a different person. It can be phenomenally irritating. I just want to tell you that because there are things that actually in your heart you still want to do that you now know you really oughtn't to, like lying and throwing temper tantrums and all the, listen to lots of testimonies. We hope to hear quite a lot of testimonies. But there are things that you still feel inclined to do, but you just don't want to anymore. And it's really, well, frankly, irritating because being forgiven by Jesus transforms you. Sometimes you wake up one morning or something happens and you've changed and you didn't even notice. But that's when we get it. So I'm encouraging you, 
to get it. Unlike Jonah. Welcome, Simon. Are you getting it? Good man. <clears throat> Finally, what Jonah didn't get, he didn't get obedience. And I, I, this one I really like. I wanted to talk a little bit from Jonah because Jonah prays, okay, and, and when he prays in the book of Jonah, in the book of Jonah, in an actual Bible, um, is there, and it says this, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. So, here's the deal, just to explain briefly. This is Jonah's reasoning, okay? Jonah is Jewish. There's a series of behaviors which lead to God forgiving Jewish people through their rituals. The people who live in Nineveh aren't Jewish. They don't follow all those rituals. Therefore, they shouldn't be allowed to live because they don't follow the rituals. Do you follow that? This is, this is Jonah. So, but in the very law that Jonah knows very well, because he knows it, but he doesn't get it. Have I mentioned that? He knows it, but he doesn't get it. Is this, where Samuel makes it very clear to King Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice. In other words, to be right here is better than to be outwardly right. But Jonah doesn't get it. He knows it, but doesn't get it. And that's difficult. You see, he's happy to have all of it work on his terms. And the big adventure with God, and it is a big adventure, is that quite often when we obey God, things happen on his terms, not on ours. And obedience is a difficult thing because sometimes God will ask us to do things that we don't want to do. Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell them to repent. Jonah had no problem going to Nineveh and telling people to repent. His problem was, was that he knew they would repent and he knew that God would forgive them. He, didn't bother, he wasn't bothered about the outcome, well, about the action. What bothered him was the outcome because he had no compassion and he wanted God to forgive him and not them. And obedience is a challenge. So if you feel a bit awkward when it comes to the things that will do us good spiritually, it isn't about how you feel. It's about being obedient. So if it's a bit awkward to speak to Jesus every day, well, it isn't about how you feel. If you want to grow... Speak to him every day. If it's difficult to own up to things that need sorting, well, it's about obedience. If there are people out there that we ought to have more compassion on, but it's a bit scary, it isn't about it being scary, it's about being obedient. Now, there's another side to this on our terms, which works like this that sometimes we, we have heard God and then we make His plan for Him. Have you done that? 
Yeah, we go, gotcha, I'll take it from here. <laughs> yeah, we do that. And we do it with all sorts of things. We do it with our lives. We do, but we do, we do it with our evangelism. We do it with, with what we expect of other people. And, and actually, that's not the deal. And that's what's really awkward. Because God speaks, and then we go, thank you, God. And God goes, wait. Are you, how good are you at waiting? You see, you've got to go, busy, stuff to do. But God says, wait. And then, and, and I'm warning you here, if you do this, this is going to happen. So I, just so you don't shoot the messenger, okay? It's already been a worrying quantity of talk about shooting people today, and I don't want any more, okay? That when God waits and you wait, and He tells you there is a distinct possibility that He will ask you to do something utterly stupid and ridiculous. I'm, I'm just, just so you don't blame me, okay? And when you do it, something amazing happens that doesn't seem stupid and ridiculous at all. I'm just warning you that that's, maybe that's not your thing. It's a laugh when it happens, though, seriously. And then you get to stand up the front and tell amazing stories, which is really good. But that's the thing. We've got to understand that obedience is on God's terms. So if you don't think that you need Jesus, the Bible says you do. And if you gave your life to Jesus 50 years ago, you still need Jesus today. We have to obey. There's an old hymn that says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It's an old hymn, but it tells a very new truth. It's fantastic. Jesus prayed to his Father and said, we should as well. Your will be done, that we should submit to God. Have we got God's focus? So, challenge today, briefly for Jonah. Works like this. Do you get it? Do I get it? Do I understand God's compassion? I like God being compassionate to me as long as it means good things happen. That's all a bit narrow. God's compassion is for everyone, and I'm expected to show it as well as receive it. And that part of God's compassion is that I learn through difficult roads. That's part of His compassion. Forgiveness. Do I receive forgiveness in a way that changes me so I don't go come out the other side the same as I went in? Do I let it change me? Am I more forgiving towards other people afterwards? Am I more receiving of God's mercy? Am I more open to the Holy Spirit? Do I see that my conscience challenges me and sometimes confirms the change? Do I see that? If not, we need to come to Jesus and receive fresh. And finally, do we get it? Do we get it that God's ways are better than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's salvation is perfect, and our life plan isn't. And that obeying God changes us, but it makes it all better. 
Now, I know I'm talking to a lot of people, not everybody, but I'm talking to a lot of people here who know this. And I appreciate that you know it. But seriously, do you get it? I mean, do you? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, just want to thank you for poor old Jonah. And what a rough time he had, and we could be very smug and say it was self-inflicted, but we just so see us in him. And we praise you that we can just be ordinary, flawed, irritating people, and it doesn't diminish your compassion for us one little bit. We praise you that we can come to you and that by the forgiveness we receive through Jesus, we can be transformed into being different people. Lord, just make us obedient to your word today. Lord, open our ears that we can hear. Soften our hearts so that we can be compassionate and renew our minds that we will steel ourselves to be obedient and that we go out different from how we came in. Just ask in Jesus' name. Amen.